Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, what is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Urban Edge Podcast, the life part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramsey Abushala, editor of urbanpitch.com. we got the co-executive directors of Vibes who are currently have a case of the giggles. Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, what is going on? Um, what's so funny? Is it, it's it's Bridget's day, so I'm just following her lead right yeah. now. Whatever Bridget says goes. I, I, I think they're, <laughs> y'all are in a good mood because we have a special episode today. So uh, we're going to be getting into Indeed. this solo. Yeah, we, we got a solo episode, but later on in the show, we hope, hope you stick around for it. We have uh, former U.S. men's national team players, Jeff Cameron and Breck Shea, joining us. <laughs> Talking about the, the soccer tournament, what they're up to now in retirement, um, some stuff about the U.S. men's national yeah. team. We got a busy summer coming up, so uh, we have... We outside. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Afuerita. So, so we hope you guys uh, stick around for that, but first, we have some big news. We wanted to... So normally, you know, when we have guests on, we have them on the whole show, but right. there's some big news that happened this week, so we had to get some thoughts off on it. Yep. Um, to, to, this to week was started. a little messy. It was a little bit of a messy week. What thought are we talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your and thought. There, there's <laughs> there, there's uh, different ways you uh, can. Forum. There's different ways that you can uh, interpret that, right? You know, especially with with uh, with with the executive directors of Vibes here. So, um, but of course, we obviously mean Lionel Messi coming to, to MLS and in the Miami, goat. the goat. Depending on who you ask, um, me and myself, I, 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 I subscribe to that. I, I, no, no, no. I think he's the goat too. I feel I just, like you've I just, mentioned that. Yeah, I, I loved like I'm a Real Madrid fan, but I always thought Messi was a better player, but. Now that Messi's in the, in the MLS coming to the MLS, I sent my text message saying already. Now that now that uh, Lionel's coming to the to the MLS, I'm sorry I was Messi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, how's your mom? Future, the whole future, the whole future. Yeah. Yeah. How's your yeah. mom doing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, say, <laughs> say, say, say how to moms for me. <laughs> No, but, but what are y'all's initial reactions? Because it was a little bit of a surprise. It was almost like there's different reports coming out since he said he was going to leave PSG. Mm-hmm. You know, they were talking about he was going go to go to, to Saudi Arabia. One point two billion for three years. That was apparently a done deal. You know, Barca was was trying to come up in the in the mix, and then all of a sudden now, um, you know, he's, he's coming, coming to he's the coming US. to America. You know, so so <laughs> what what were, were what was your guys' initial reaction there? No, because like he had a whole interview. Um, he said that his whole plan was to go back to Barca. But after what happened last time, he he doesn't want he didn't want to leave like he left last time. So growth, he doesn't want to be in another toxic relationship. So he came to the MLS, and that's MLS isn't toxic at all. No, no, no. no, no. But he left one point two billion, <laughs> yeah. like one point two billion for three years. He left one point two billion on the table. I'll leave my family for way less. <laughs> <laughs> That just shows, we know. Yeah. But but so so you looked at one two one point two bill, reported one point two bill, alleged. Alleged. Um no, for for said, here we go. Yeah, yeah. But he left that for a very interesting contract structure. And none of this is at least to my knowledge set in stone yet. There's a lot of rumors being yep. flown around. But from the what the general consensus is, is He's not just getting a, a normal contract like you'd see if you were be going to, you know, somewhere Definitely. like Barcelona or or uh, Al Hilal in, in in Saudi Arabia. So he turned down the Saudi Arabia contract because MLS, the way MLS is structured, allows for these kind of creative contracts to be um, given out. We saw it with David Beckham when he came mm-hmm. uh, to Galaxy in 2007, and now what's being reported is um, he's going to get some revenue share from Apple TV. He's going to be getting some revenue share from Adidas, being that he's the Adidas athlete. He is Adidas. And Adidas and MLS are, are, are connected. And then um, because Inter-Miami has some some salary cap uh, restrictions based off of some, some sanctions that they got for breaking some of the uh, salary cap rules, it's been reported that the, the, the – uh, all MLS teams are going to be pulling money together to, the, pay, to pay him. To pay the messy tax, supposedly. On top of the ownership. Yeah. So on top of getting potentially the same kind of Beckham godfather Jeez. deal to where he can get uh, a potential stake in an mm-hmm. MLS team after he retires. So that, to me, is a lot more valuable than 1.6 1. 1. bill. I mean, the, the guy, I don't know how much money he's made over his career, but he's made enough money. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. 
basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get into the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. You know, at this but point. But no, they also, they also reported that uh, he's bringing Tata, so he got to pick the coach. And he got, he got to pick the coach. There's, there's, he might get a, a <laughs> no, whole and his friend, no, Luis said when I went, uh, Luis Suarez just came out like today, and he said, because um, uh, there was a whole big thing where uh, when MSN, uh, Neymar, Messi, right. and Suarez broke up, they, there, was, there was a thing where Cole was like, yeah, like we might be away from each other now, but we all plan to like, come back and finish our, our careers together. Do you guys remember when I told you about that one time that I bought tickets yeah, for Messi, Messi and, and Friends? friends. Yeah. yeah. This is Messi and Friends. <laughs> he said, Dude, he said y'all, y'all going to shut me out? I'm, I'm making my own Messi they and Friends. They said, let's make Bridget's dream come true because we didn't. Yeah, we, okay, okay, let's okay, not go okay that you far. know what? Let's not go that far. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to But come on, like, literally. It's Bridget's dream with, with less oil. 2012, <laughs> I'm, I'm triggered. 2012, I really thought, it's <laughs> so annoying. I and then Ramsey, and then you don't let me egg him on, but then you can egg him on. That doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm not laughing. I have a straight face. I have a straight face right now. Anyway, dude, I'm still triggered. 2012, I was supposed to see Messi and friends. I didn't get to. Maybe this is the time to mm-hmm. see him with Inter Miami. Yeah, no, but because Luis Suarez said it. Like, all right, probably Neymar's not coming, but I'm finishing my career with Messi. Yeah. That part. So and he's coming. Well, Suarez was linked with uh, MLS, MLS, Galaxy, and LAFC both before he went uh, back to Uruguay. Um, but so, so now who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I want to talk about this this deal because it's wild. we haven't seen something like this since David Beckham came to the yeah. league. David this is, Beckham crawled so Ma- so Messi could walk. I would say walk so Messi could run because Beckham got himself a deal too. I mean, yeah, at that at that time, but, yeah. but Messi, we don't I mean, know what this deal can go into. Exactly. We, can, no, we don't right. know what it'll bring in the Beckham future. was young, younger and like, as, as you remember, at that time, Beckham was probably not the best player in the world, but like tabloids. Yeah, he had he had, he had it all. Like, famous people in he the world. Had yeah, he was the most fra- famous, he one of the most famous persons in the world. Like, everybody knew Beckham. Like, who was, even though they didn't know he played, even uh freaking uh even rap lyrics was made out of like on top of his girl yeah, like, so like he had all the girls he was dating a spice girl, girl little chris said uh driving with seven uh seven kickers i mean a, a back full of beckhams like come <laughs> yeah. on like yeah or trunk something full, like that trunk but, full of beckhams yeah, like yeah trunk full of beckhams yeah. so like he was he was that he was that guy like the celebrity of all celebrities your celebrity's favorite celebrity and right. so right now what messi's doing is like he just won the world cup mm-hmm. like everyone was waiting for that to happen and it happened last year and now he's like Easy, I'm gonna go to the U.S. and claim my prize. Yeah, so so this not is, if LAFC got something to say about it. Mm, I mean, I don't think he's here, like so. We can get into if he's here to actually play soccer or if he's here to you know yeah. get a, get a nice contract, live in Miami, um, get a live get himself a perks. business, get get himself mm-hmm. a business opportunity mm-hmm. with owning a team because mm-hmm. Beckham's Beckham got that that he, he I think it was 25 mil and now Inter Miami is worth 600 mil. So that was a very so- sound investment. Um, and like, like Bridget said, you know, that, that Beckham deal set up this messy deal. And now it's kind of, it's like a prophecy that, that it, that, that Beckham is the, the guy who's mm-hmm. setting up this, this deal with Messi. But mm-hmm. also these, you know, these stipulations in this contract with Apple TV, with, with Adidas, uh, with the teams pulling together some of the salaries are coming from parts of MLS. Like you won't see this in any other league because MLS is structured different from every other league, right? So MLS is a single entity, um, uh, uh, has a single entity structure, meaning that all the teams are technically owned by one entity, the MLS. Um, they have a single kit sponsor, Adidas, which we've all been critical of. Um, a lot of people have been critical of the single entity structure, including mm-hmm. myself. And then the Apple TV deal, when, when that came up, everyone's like, oh, they're going to put a paywall in front of MLS. How are they going to get new fans? Mm-hmm. You know, what, like how is the, the casual fan going to pay for, pay for all of this? Right. You know, um, so all of that set up, they were instrumental in getting messy. And it's stuff that people weren't like thrilled about. So I, it's just very interesting to me that that, <clears throat> that, that, 
kind of played it played out like that. Bringing on Messi allows all of them to win in some way, in some mm -hmm. capacity. Right, exactly. So so that's the the single entity structure, mm -hmm. meaning that technically all the teams are under one umbrella and the their the owners are technically investors. Mm -hmm. So I'm I won't get into the the whole, you know, X's yeah, and O's of all it, but so they get a revenue share. So they when MLS was set up, they wanted to avoid the pitfalls of NASL before them, which folded because of, you know, um, the, the, the salaries weren't uh, sustainable, um, all this and that. And so they basically used that single entity as a, as a safety net to, to, to make for a sustainable league. Now, me personally, I think that that's, th we've grown past that as, as a league. We're mm -hmm. beyond the stage of survival, you know. Now we can, that it's, it's like a, a crutch that's, it's 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 keeping us up, but it's holding us back at the same time. Um, but it did, you know, lead to this deal. So what do I know? Um, but now, like, all these teams are are very happy that Messi's coming because that just means more money in their pockets. And the league, we've seen the valuations of of MLS teams. They're up there with, you know, Premier League teams, Serie A teams, Bundesliga teams. So I mean, from a business perspective, this is huge. This is huge. Yeah, huge I saw a meme that said, "Welcome to." All these new MLS fans, uh, yes, we are going to play 3 a.m. Europe time. Yes, there's two Miami teams, but no, there's no AC Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that should be hilarious. Is, is yeah. there an AC Miami? What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm a new uh, MLS fan. Can, can somebody give me the 411? <laughs> there's an inner Miami. Is there an AC Miami? Like, 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 that's hilarious, bro. And like, that's another part of this, too. It's just like, what is this going to do with the fan base? Mm. Because we know we have... A, a certain you know fan base for MLS mm -hmm. but having Messi come in it's it's undeniable to say that Messi has a fan in every corner of the world right so this is going to op open opportunities to have fans that have never even seen or heard of MLS yeah when you talk about like the casual fan you have to be like if you're an MLS fan you have to be kind of a sicko you know <laughs> like you have to be like there's, there's got to be something you know like to, to watch MLS like day in and yeah. day out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, yeah, how you're spending out. your time. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You have to. So, but you gotta be like it's not like hard. a like your your normal average Joe American. Yeah. At least from my experience, is not. They're aware of MLS, obviously, but they're not like, oh yeah, yo, like you know, um, uh, Klein out or you know, um, um, uh, what's like the only reason people know is because of the drama. Yeah, exactly, and they, and they they see they it's like a fringe thing in their in their head, but they don't know who you know Buanga is. They're not saying Buanga. They're not MVP. gonna sit down and watch a game. Yeah, like. yeah, or maybe they'll watch it at a bar and they'll be like, oh yeah, this is American soccer, I guess. But yeah. now with with Messi coming, it's like the casual fan, that coveted casual MLS fan, which has been largely like you know hit or miss, is is gonna come to the league now. So I'm I'm interested in seeing that, I and mean, we've seen this, the ticket prices for games that he might not even be playing in are, are, are skyrocketing. All of them have been sold Crazy. out. So, I mean, that's just the messy effect. No, we got we gotta send in our media pass. Yeah, now, <laughs> but like, you go to these games, like you go to a, a Dignity, a Dignity a BMO, like when you walk around, there's always a messy jersey there. At some point. Yeah, so like now like. Can you imagine like, it, at Inter Miami, like at the stadium, you're not just gonna see the Inter Miami, you're gonna see like the Barca, the, the, the PSG. Argentina, right. the PSG. Right. And I think that that's so exciting to me. I have always been a Messi fan since I can remember my brother was a Messi fan. So, like, to me, I'm so excited to see him, to, to potentially see him play in person. Like, to me, that just, like, fulfills a childhood dream that I've always wanted to see Messi. And at the same time, to, I just, I can imagine, like, it's just going to change a lot of things in MLS. It's going to, like change the fan base just like what we see at stadiums the fact that like tickets are already selling out for every single inter miami game like that's insane mm. but not only that like the, the july transfer has not ha i mean market right. has not opened right. up yet right now all these big names now that messi has came everybody said no bill came now bigger names have came are coming messi came you think this is like all right this is yeah this is top of the top but wait for this july because a di maria that doesn't have a contract no more. Uh, Paredes, uh, Busquets, Jordi Alba, like all these big name players from these big name teams that still have a little little gas in their legs to come and play. Like they're probably not can they cannot all go to Inter Inter Miami as much as they want to mm -hmm. play with Messi. So LAFC can take. We have one more deep. <laughs> he's, 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 like, <laughs> he's very hopeful. He's very hopeful. Um, so that brings me to the, to the next question: Is what does this mean for the league as 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 a whole? Because that whole like 
um, notion of MLS being a retire, quote unquote retirement league where, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Bastian Schweinsteiger, uh, Wayne Rooney, um, you know, Ashley Henry, Cole, Henry, Rafa Thierry Henry, all these guys at the tail ends of their careers be like, yo, like, let me go to the States, live a comfortable life, get a nice little contract. <laughs> Light and then, work. Yeah. And then play, you know, it's 60%, whatever. Yeah. Um, Iguain even uh, at Inter Miami had the he same. He can't do it though. Duel. Yeah, he looked bad. He did not. He didn't look great. Um, but <laughs> his hair was gone. Yeah, he was. His stressing. legs were he gone. Was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think MLS has since shed that that image mm-hmm. as now it's being a league that's selling a lot of young players, selling a lot of young talent, has a lot of exciting young talent. Mm-hmm. Is being compared to like the the uh, Dutch league, the Eredivisie, um, a, a league that's known for kind of cultivating young talent. Um, but now I think this kind of goes back to the David Beckham days because it's, it's such a similar deal. Um, do you, as much as, as, as exciting as it is for, for Messi to come, do you want all these influx of guys like Bale, guys like Chiellini, guys who might not, are, are over the hill, certainly, doesn't, you don't know how much tank, gas they have in the tank. Is that something you want to see or is it something that you think is, is going to regress back to the, the older MLS days? I think that that's something that I was I was wondering too, like, because on our on our end it's like exciting, right? Like, oh my God, Messi, the goat, and then on Messi's end, like for him, this is like, well, I'm gonna go to the U.S. I'm gonna place, you know, like less pressure, like less like less um, expectations on me. Like the game isn't as as um, you know competitive. I feel like those are the two sides of things, but like I'm curious. And just thinking of the fact that, like, could this be an opportunity to show the current MLS players, like, there's an opportunity to take advantage of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be the opportunity to, like, push and elevate MLS to on to another level. Or it could be on the other end of it, like, to show people, like, yeah, MLS isn't it. And that's where people go to retire. So I feel like it's just, like, we're right there on that, on, like, that edge. But, but I think, like, with so much soccer coming to the U.S., especially high-level high soccer, the World Cup 2026, uh, La Copa Oro, uh, uh, what's the other cup that's coming? Nations Cup, but it's the, the Gold Cup, South Amer- South American Cup. Yeah, yeah, Liber- uh, uh, not Libertadores, but uh, uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Copa like, America, Copa America. Copa America, yeah, so like all these, all these tournaments are coming to the U.S. So even though like Messi's coming, big name, a lot of players have came and they, they, they said it. It's not an easy league, probably, probably talent-wise. We don't have the top of the top talent. It's not but, easy to play. But traveling-wise, yeah. like... Physicality. Fi- yeah, physicality. It's uh, not as um, luxurious. But imagine imagine this young player trying to make a name for himself. See a Messi, that's like opportunity right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. To make a name for yourself. Yeah. Like, push him a little bit. Do something yeah, like... Yeah, hey. do, yeah. hey, do him up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, th- this just showed that this league has been going on for... 30 years almost. Yeah, 25 plus years. Yeah. Uh, almost 30 years. All these leagues, La Liga... Uh, EPL, all, all the other European leagues, they've been going since teams have been, teams have years, on, hundreds of years. Yeah, they've been having like 1,800, on their jersey. So like in <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 years, what we can do is shows a lot. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. The World Cup is coming now, so this league can like literally pop off. You've been hearing humor, uh, rumors saying that the, the Champions League in Europe are planning uh, to let one team from North America come and play, and that can be one of these teams in the U.S. So... It's a lot that can go on in the next few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's 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 good. Really quick, I want to I want to shift the uh, discussion to um, another competition, high level competition that that took place here in LA last week. Um, Concacaf Champions League didn't it's go so the sad. way that um, I think we envisioned or we wanted. Right, um, LAFC falling to to Club Leon in pretty decisive um, um, fashion, three one um, over aggregate. Um, Julio and I were there. Uh, Bridget was was getting her in uh, Vegas. Uh, I was I was busy in Vegas. She was yeah. She was just doing was, Vegas things. Was, it, was, Vegas it was the start things. of it was the start of Bridget's summer. Um, really, <laughs> the summer of Bridget kicked part. off last weekend and it just happened to coincide with the Concacaf Champions League. Her priorities. We saw where her priorities were. Yeah. Julio and I were being professional, okay. doing interviews. Now Br- Bridget is Bridget certified. I don't give a fuck about right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bridget and Bridget's out here at, at day clubs in Vegas. Yeah, well, we out here work. It's, it's not Bridget's corner. It's Bridget's summer. <laughs> At this point, it's Bridget's world. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, 
<laughs> but but what were you guys' overall thoughts? Um, really quick, because I want to get to this conversation with 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 Breck and Jeff um, as well. But what were you guys' just just reactions, thoughts to uh, that that uh, match um, uh, over the two legs? Well, I think on my part, like I have a different perspective, right? Like I was in Vegas and I did make time to go out and find like go find a, a place to watch the game were you able to, to find a bar no it was hard yeah. like no one was playing it on top of that miami and denver were playing against each other mm -hmm. so everyone was prioritizing that game yeah the, the finals so we were able to go to some spot and like every single tv had the the miami and denver game and we like one small they had like TV. a one tv with a vcr yeah, still on the bottom no of it. sound no <laughs> subtitles just yeah, like the yeah. lafc versus leon game so we were able to i was able to go and like watch it but it was just like it wasn't prioritized like i i got there like maybe like halfway through the first half so it everyone was watching like focus on the miami game so it wasn't it was as it wasn't as easy for me to like be there and sit there i had my jersey on i was repping heavy i had my hat on um it wasn't the same though like the energy wasn't the same i couldn't i was i felt fomo like you guys were out there everybody was literally everybody was at the game um but it looked exciting everyone that mattered. the energy in the on the screen i could tell like i already knew what kind of energy was there was yeah. loud i can only imagine like the leon fans like the energy mm -hmm. that they brought sneaky they were sneaky there but like there was a lot of them like like they were like trickle down like it didn't look like a lot because they were just trickle down but like if you left three sections they were there. Like, right. Especially late in the game, once it was like evident that Leon was completely outplaying LAFC. They started showing up. They were loud yeah. because, I mean, at the beginning of the game, it was all LAFC. Yeah. You know, the 30-52 was going the wild. The 30-52 was... Over. You couldn't Took hear, over. You couldn't hear Leon until maybe, you know, they scored that goal. Once they scored, no, they were... The 32-2 the were, were loud, loud. Like, honestly, I can't even hear myself speak sometimes mm -hmm. to the point when they hear the goal and they was like... Hey, oh, you're hey, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't want to yeah. be screen at you. Like, like the, the, the stadium went completely Aww. quiet, and it sucked. Dang. Took the air off of it. Once I saw that goal, I was like, um, let me get three shots back to back. And then uh, they lost me. Got to numb the pain. Um, but to me, I mean, LAFC, I don't know if they were tired. I don't know if they were, like, you know, because they it were resting a lot of their players. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, you know, they should have done it opposite, where they were – you know, so that's the question I want to ask. Yeah. You think it hurt them not playing the A team for the U.S. They Open Cup? Lost yeah, the so, but Chicharito did get hurt in a tour for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done it. But like, that's yeah, a so whole like, other conversation. Yeah, it's a whole other. Like, do you think that hurt them being too precautious? I don't know. I don't know because uh, Leon had in places that they hadn't played in like two weeks or something like that. No, they were like three weeks, one or four weeks. Yeah. So yeah. you think like us resting these players like hurt us? Because we didn't have no games. It's we have impossible. No games. Yeah, it's impossible to say. They moved a lot of the schedule. Um, but when you look at how they play in MLS versus how they played that game, they, it was like completely. Because I'm used to watching LAFC almost dominate, dominate. completely mm -hmm. dictate the, the they pace. They just like of the to game. step slow. They and they were. I hadn't seen them get outplayed like that in a, in a long time. Once and they started to switch up the players, like as much as I loved seeing the younger, you know, players go in and play, I kind of feel like the momentum was lost a little You're bit. You're talking about heading up into like the... Like, heading up into this game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like the momentum was lost a, a little bit. And by the time, like, it was their time to, like, show up and show out, it just wasn't there as much. Yeah. And I feel like that... I, I don't know. I, I question, like, maybe that would be a reason why. Yeah. I mean, it's that question, so you by doing that you open the door to that question mm -hmm. right by resting your players and then not showing up in the game that opens the door to that questioning mm -hmm. whereas if you just play them all all out you're risking injury so you're opening the door to if somebody gets hurt it's like oh yeah. you shouldn't have done this you shouldn't have done that you know winning winning is the right like it's, it's hard to say if it was the right decision mm -hmm. um in the moment now with hindsight we know maybe it wasn't the right decision but you know that's just how it is with, with sports and and you know kind of key decisions like that mm -hmm. um but i think steve uh, Cherndulo has done a done a good job amazing um, job you know for the like for the most part so i think i, I trust him and i trust his decision making because he's proven to be mm -hmm. you know a, a, an adept tactician and an adept leader so i don't know are it, you you think this kind of hurt the team cuz like uh we we went to the well i went to the game on wednesday you're right, mm. in Atlanta. And, yeah. and the team just looks uh, still, even though they tied 0-0, uh, zero, zero, they still look a step slow. Carlos Vela's miss. Missed the Vela has wait, 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 no, so I'm not saying like the, yeah. his confidence looks like he doesn't look like Carlos Vela. So like a, with a player like that, of course, I feel like you got to let him like, like in the NBA, shoot or shoot. Mm -hmm. Let him see the net one time and he will figure it out. But yeah. 
how how bad do you think this for his team that lost the final that everybody's been talking about coming to the coming into the game? There was a lot of reports saying that uh, I think it was Fox Sport or he's been saying like, yeah, LA is he is coming to this game confident. They're not worried about it. Um, Leon gave him a gave him a lifeline and they're gonna take full advantage of it. From like all the pundits were talking about that. Yeah. How do you feel like this this punch in the gut? How are they gonna take this? Yeah. It it's. It, it, it hurts, right? Obviously it hurts, but you have to be professional. As, as at that level, you know, it's like you have other stuff to, to worry about. You can't change what happened in the past. You have other goals now. You're out of the U.S. Open Cup. You got Leagues Cup and you got Supporter Shield, MLS Cup. Those are the three things that they should be um, focused on. Momentum from game to game, I think, you know, is, is a thing. And especially in, so- in, in soccer, like being in form and being, you know, playing at high levels, it's going to take time. But at the same time, I think they just gotta they gotta look at their goals and be like, hey, you know, we didn't. It, it's it's hard to to win everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's it's not realistic at that point. Um, so they gotta rebound. They gotta if 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 they're a true good team, if they're truly the team that they think they are, because talking to guys like Kellen, talking to guys like Abraham, they think they're that good. You know, if they're the team that they think they are, they'll they'll be able to to bounce to, to bounce back from this um, rather quickly. I think. Bridget, what will be the best bounce bounce back song for these for this team right now? The best bounce back. Song? Yeah, what song should they be playing in the locker room yeah. before every game? I don't know. Just get Bridget in the locker room. And <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm on my Carol G vibe right now. Oh, okay. Everybody's gonna be a bichota. The whole, they need to turn up. They need to turn up to la bichota right now. Honestly, she's a vibe, but. I feel like some, in one of the, her songs in her album, but I think something I was going to say is I feel like Vela took the back seat starting at the beginning of this season and, and every right yeah. because every other player was doing their thing. Like every single player on the team mm-hmm. was showing up, showing out like they, they were coming off of the championship. Like they were, they were, they started as, they started off as such a strong team. I feel like Vela had at that moment, like, the opportunity to be like, I'm gonna step back, I'm gonna let my teammates, you know, do their thing. But I feel like right now, the mentality has to be, like, bring it back. Like, and when they needed person. him the most, he disappeared. That part. But so, I, I, you can't, like, Bella, if you listen to this, come on to the pod, first yeah. things first, but <laughs> Bridge is right, like, sometimes sitting back and letting your teams, like, carry the load, because you, like, you, you wanna trust them, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you see this going on, Boanga didn't get blamed. No. no. None of the top players like is going back to Vela, of course. Vela, everybody, he didn't play, he didn't play the best game of it, right? Of his career. He didn't but play the best game of his career, and that's why he's getting criticized. He, but that's that's the that's the thing when, when you're the star. When you're a Kobe, you're Allen yeah. Iverson, yeah. you're and LeBron all James. All eyes are on you. Yeah, but Vela, I feel like you're gonna bounce back. Don't worry about it. No, yeah, hundred percent. But how how do you think this team's gonna stay together for July, or are we gonna see a repeat from last year? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think that front office is very aggressive. They make, you know, they're not afraid to make big moves. So this July, I'm, I'm I like the team as is to me. Me too. But I think it's we said the same last year too when they when they kind of blew it up too. Like and they kind of struggled out of the gate after that they made those 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 moves. And we were saying, you know, like why do they blow things up? They're smarter than at least I am. Um, so I think the team is good enough to win. As is, but if they feel the need to make moves, then they have they have that right, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, last year all the risks that they took were Paid good off. ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bale Bale came through and Bale, yeah. You know, and but just to circle back on, on the messy conversation, um, do you think a lot of teams are gonna go after these big names now? That's a great question. as a business move. Yeah, it's it's always that that thing of you know make a signing that's good for the team or making a signing that's good for the bottom line. So last year, I think LFC did a pretty good job of doing both because, yeah. you know, I, I thought those moves were mostly business-based and they ended up working out for the best. Bell was the bell. Too. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But um, any last thoughts before we get into this, this conversation with... Chicharito 6 million going to Real Salt Lake? Uh, how, how do you feel, Bridget? Oh, Chicho. Chicho. No, no, that's, that's, Chicho. No, sorry, not Chicharito. Chicho. That's Bridget. Going to RSL for 6 million. And that's what he told LAFC he wanted. And it was like, I'll send you to Pachuca. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so how do you feel about that? Hey, I'm, I'm all for him being in Mexico for a while. Um, it'll be interesting. I think it'll bring a, a, comp, a competition to the game in MLS. And I'm excited to see him back in, in MLS. Like, 
I miss she's just him. excited. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> she was happy to see him. She's, she's, uh, what did she, what did she say? What did he left? Like, I hate oh. to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. He's, he's a little thick. Pause. He's, <laughs> he's making his way back. So now, hey, now, listen. now Bridget can, can yep. feast her eyes on him. We're one step closer to being back together. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be close to him now. Yeah. You're going to be close to him in games with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's 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 leave things there. Um, but let's let's get into this conversation. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, uh, we'll have uh, Jeff Cameron and Breck Shea, former U.S. Men's National Team players. Um, so so uh, we'll be back in a sec. All right, Jeff Cameron and Breck Shea uh, joining us now. Uh, thank you guys so much. I know on the East Coast it's it's late for y'all, but uh, we really appreciate y'all um, taking the time to, to speak with us. What's going on? Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, first things first, we're a week removed from from the soccer tournament TST. Uh, you guys obviously participated in all that. Um, from from the outside looking in, uh, as as an observer, it looked like it was you know everything looked 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 pretty. It was well done, you know. Like uh, I think it's it's safe to say that that was a successful first run of that tournament. But but from you guys being on the inside, what what was that whole experience like for for y'all? You want to take it away, Brett? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... I would have to say, as a spectator, it looked fun. As a person being there and being a part of it, uh, it exceeded all my expectations. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I said I was going to play. I mean, obviously, I like playing soccer. And I, <laughs> I got there, and I had a great time. Every day was better than the last. Um, I had fun. I mean, I got the, the heart was going. Like, I was excited. I wanted to win. And um, I saw a lot of people. I, I, I can't express how much fun I had. And, and it was... It was really well done, and they they put on a great tournament, and I think everyone that was there had a great time, and I I, I can't stress enough that I, I had a great time. Yeah, what was the what was the camaraderie like with, with, with between teams? Were you guys going out afterwards? Because I mean, we we like to talk about stuff on the pitch, but this is mostly a podcast about stuff off the pitch. So, what, what were you all getting up to in, in in North Carolina after the games? <laughs> we were doing we were doing ice baths. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I mean. To be honest, it would have been like if there were like days in between and like you could take your I mean, that's just for we're both retired, but we we take playing seriously in, in a competitive way because we both like to win and, you know, we we want to leave it on the field. So in my professional like mindset, it's like you do everything correct. And that's how I am. I'm super organized, super professional. And it's like we played the game and it was like, what can we do? Get back to the hotel. Let's make PB and J's, get our feet up. Let's take a nap. We have another game in like five hours. Okay. What do we have to do? Take an ice bath. Like everything that you can do to prepare yourself for the game as, as like, as well as you would for an actual professional game. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of our mindset. And then until, I mean, we, we had our tickets booked for the, the Monday because we were going to, win it all and we, we we came we came close man we were few we didn't realize how good um good is like the indoor and um futsal arena players like they had a different structure and um style like professionally we we like barely changed and we hung it out and it was like round after round you see three or four people being subbed in you're yeah. like what is happening you know it was a different game you know but overall it was just like how how can we do what can we do to prepare ourselves for the next game and give ourselves a better chance to to go further yeah and that was kind of we didn't really get to go out and go to the bar like sneaky fox did <laughs> their coaches and everything like that but um yeah i mean it, like breck said it, it it was absolutely amazing yeah and i think that what you're speaking towards like the futsal the indoor even like some of our um freestyle players a lot of that is coming up nowadays and you're seeing more of it and they're they're definitely taking on like the scenes within football soccer um but for you all what was it like to play against diverse teams that had retired pro players but also like influencers actors like what was that like for you I mean, I think just being around, I mean, a group of just retired professional players, I mean, a lot of them at a high level, influencers, just being in, it was kind of like, a, I, I would 
I guess, compared to like a bubble, you know, like uh, we were all like in the same area, always running into each other. It was just cool to, to meet and greet people and to say hi to people that you didn't seen in a long time that you used to battle with now that you get to be like friendly with and, and stuff like that. Like the first game right before kickoff, uh, Mark Gonzalez, I, I, he was like, Hey, remember when us played Chile back in Chile? And I think it was 2016. I was like, yeah, I remember I scored against you guys. He goes, yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, thanks. You set me up for that one. But it's just cool to like play against people that we battled against for years and then obviously meet and hang out with other people. All right, so now that you guys are retired, we had AJ, AJ and Sean Franklin on the pod. Um, Sean said that as soon as he retired, he couldn't watch soccer because he was like, how is these guys getting contracts over me? How is it now that you guys are retired? I mean, yeah, I can, I can go on that one. <laughs> There's half the league that I can still play. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, it's a matter of like, for me, it was principle and, and money-wise, like, you know, I could have played another year or two. And I think Breck as well. Like, I mean, we keep ourselves in really good top shape. And I mean, we still train in the morning, like just because our mindset needs to do that. Um, but it was just more of like, you make choices uh, when you're a bit younger and you make decisions that that's like best for you and personally, but then as you get older, you have to make decisions that's best for you and your family. Um, and those are bigger perspectives. So it's not just me, it's we, you know, and, <laughs> right. and as a family. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in the first month or so, I'm like, you're looking around and you're like, this is, this is crazy. Like, how is he playing still? <laughs> and that's a fact. That's, that's, that's not just, it's literally because you're seeing the quality that's on the pitch and you're like, you could walk in and start and no problem. But that's just because I hold myself at a high standard and I'm sure Breck does as well. And, you know, we'll always have that competitive mindset and that edge essentially. But at the end of the day, um, look at what, what we've done in our career and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that, that whole dynamic of, of what, what to like, how to, um, like what outlet to, cause you're going to have that uh, competitive drive within you. I mean, that's just part of your lives for, for, you know, however long that you've been playing the game, which is, you know, pretty much your whole lives. Have you found any other outlets to, to kind of let that go? Cause the TS, something like the TST comes up every once in a while, but that's like, you know, sporadic. Yeah, man. We'll be, we'll, we'll be there every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get there to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, but, but how, like in the meanwhile, cause, cause that's not happening every month uh, as much as you'd like it to, to, to happen. Um, are there other things that you found to kind of channel that uh, competitive uh, edge that, that, that you guys, that you guys have? Uh, I mean, I, I play pickleball and it kind of puts me in my place, but I don't know if you can, <laughs> you can call that a replacement, but I, I do, do enjoy playing. And then I get some 75 year old woman who just <laughs> rethink my life. So. Hey, they're crafty, man. They're, they're, they're crafty. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. The, the, the dinks and, and the, the, the spin shots, like that's crazy. Yeah. Rick and I went down and did doubles one day and like, we're like, we're hitting balls that no one should ever get near <laughs> like and they're like what you just hit? like and then we just make this stupidest mistake of just like just trying to hit a killer shot when you just play a simple shot over right. the net because we know we have the ability to do it and we're like yeah i can do this and then they just do a little dink and you're like <laughs> and they just work you man like because they just know like they just go to those little places and they've been playing it because they're there all day. And then Breck and I show up and we're just dripping of sweat. And we're like, <laughs> next game we get kicked off or like another one, another one. Another we cover one. more so, miles than most people because we don't know where to put the ball, but we run yeah. everything down. Hey, you're, yeah, you're getting your cardio in though. Yeah, it's fun. And if we're not doing that, we're, you know, we're working on a business where we train, uh, we run in the morning, we, we train kids in the morning or we train and then a group of kids just show up and we'll put on a session. And, uh, yeah. So like, that's kind of, um, what our daily, uh, our weekly, um, lives are just waking up in the morning and trying to get that like release in the morning that we we've always done for the last 20 years or so. Mm. Let's yeah. get to the business part. Cause I know the TST, they said you guys got into business together. Can we talk about what that, what that business is? 
Yeah, you gotta sign an NDA first. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit, but no. Um, Breck and I obviously are uh, professional experience and traveling, being from the states and traveling abroad and kind of putting things and picking up things where we've traveled and where we've lived and what we've experienced and um, trying to bring that together and and uh, put this cool like project that's for me and it's going to be a game changer in the states like i don't think anybody's seen it it hasn't like it's not here in the states yet and we're trying to bridge the gap between the u.s and the and in europe and the the developmental side of things and what people are getting over there at um from you know, young ages to professional to over here and how we're missing this huge gap essentially. And, um, we're trying to bring that and we are bringing that here. That's amazing. And I think that like what you both share together, right? Not only like playing pro pro together, playing pro in general as individuals and like, you're still doing things with the TST. Um, at what point in your lives did you decide like, this is the time where I should start thinking about what's next for me aside from playing pro. I mean, it, I'll, I'll quickly take this and then Brett can fill in, but um, we, it's kind of funny because we were kind of training in the off season with possibilities of us playing, you know, this past year and um, before, you know, we both retired or whatever. And we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> And we both had the same idea. It was crazy because it was something that I wish I had a, as a as a kid growing up. And I think it would have allowed me to go even to higher levels than I than as high as I played, right? Um, and I think I played at the highest level, but even better, right? And same with Breck. It's it's that step that something that we're missing here um that we experience abroad and bringing that together and we both kind of were like i'm done you're done are we doing this together and we, we like kind of because we talked about it on the on the pitch a little bit and he's like dude i wrote a whole thing up and i'm like dude i wrote a whole thing up let's put it together we're doing this and like for me it's like it's it's a story it's a journey and we both had two different paths to get to where we where we were and now we live 15 minutes away from each other and like for me it's just it's god's way of just saying hey you guys are meant to do this together and it's kind of just worked out like we started together we ended together and now we're gonna open a business and we're gonna crush it that's awesome it's like in the future together that yeah. part mm -hmm. mm. so what do you guys think about this new generation of Soccer players in the U.S., especially you guys, one of the first two, uh, well, first guys to be in Europe, um, break as, as a wonder kid known as FC Dallas, as one of the new, like, the new prospects. How do you feel about this golden generation that the U.S. is bringing? I mean, the, the next generation is is beyond what, what I was at that age. I mean, there's so many players that um, big clubs and, and play at such a high level that um, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm excited for the future. <laughs> soccer and i mean if they can find a coach you know and and put it together for a while I, i'm i'm really excited for the 2026 world cup and and what this team can do and hopefully in uh this next tournament to perform again um and and go from there yeah i think i think the timing of everything right now it just seems like it's building up um you know not to use the cliche but to a crescendo to, to 2026 right you got messi coming in um joining the league which, which took at least me myself by surprise, um, you know the 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 talent level is rising. You got new uh, like developmental stuff. The, the stuff that you guys are doing together, um, it all just seems like it's 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 the right time right now for for soccer in the U.S. And and what is it like just being in that space, being guys who you know have partially paved the way for for, for this to happen? What, what like what does it feel like? Are you guys excited? Is is, is there like optimism in the air? How, how is it for you guys right now? I mean, someone's always going to pay the way. We 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 did what we did, and we hope the next generation is better and bigger than we are. And then, 
I, for the example, after that, I hope they're bigger and better. And then as the next generations keep coming, I hope U.S. soccer is is a, a staple at the World Cup every four years and every other tournament. I want to be a powerhouse. I mean, that's just we we want U.S. soccer to be the best it can be. And um, kind of goes into what we're doing. We want to create players and, and start them from a young age. And we want to bridge the gap, like Jeff said, and, and compete at the highest level on all on all aspects. And you, you have to think from your your perspective and how the growth is happening in the States. And it's like, it's dynamite right now. It's like ready to blow. And it, and, it, and it's going to like when 26, 20, you know, 2026, the World Cup is, it's going to be 1994, but 10 times that, right? Because right? you have social media, you have everything, everything's at your fingertips. So it's going to explode here. And for me, it's an opportunity to see the growth and athletes and basically harness all these players that are just being kind of falling through the cracks and give them an opportunity to get back on it and see the potential. Because I was a kid that, you know, I had to go a different journey than Breck. Breck was at residency and national team and he kind of was like this big name blonde hair <laughs> guy, you know? Like, and I was this other kid that like no one heard of. I was a 42nd draft pick in in my super draft, and he was like number one or two. And I was like, dude, and, and it's crazy because we can talk about like in our first year, in our draft pick, like in our super draft, there was like literally five people that were still playing after two years. Mm. And that's the difference for me is like the experience over in the in, in Europe is like if they go they don't go to a Premier League team they'll go to a championship team they go to a championship team they'll go to League One League Two conference whatever they have opportunities to continue to play what happens here in the in the states you go to the MLS you get drafted boom okay you get dropped you get kicked out or whatever you don't get signed okay you go to a USL team. What happens after a USL team? Nothing. Right. There's nothing. And like that's, there's a huge, and it's, is it because, because like maybe we didn't invest enough time in, in, in the player to develop, or are you giving him everything or her everything, an opportunity? And that's where I see like such, uh, such a disadvantage between um, here in the States and, and the rest of the world. And th for me, that is like a huge sticking point. And I look at the game changer of like, we, we had a conversation in, uh, in, in our hotel uh, at TST and we we're like, you look back on all the coaches we had and who was like, who was the game changer? Who was the one that challenged us the most? And who was like a forward thinker? And it was Jurgen Klinsmann. Mm. And I had like, every player has their um you know arguments and disagreements and whatever but he respected you as a player if you got feisty and um you batted him you know like you don't agree with his decision or whatever and he'd take that as like you know what he at least he cares right but he was all right nutrition wise standards of like high high level because when germany won the world cup that's what he was at and that's what he was doing and that was a standard that the German national team should be was being held at. Why isn't the U national team, like U.S. national team, doing that? And that's what he brought—that professionalism and like that elite performance of taking that and bring it to the states. And then we kind of digressed a bit after. And now it's like, okay, we have to pick up the four years that we just lost and try to get it back. And Greg kind of brought it back in but for me personally i would love to see pep pep come in he would win the world cup <laughs> so four yeah. years boom like yeah. hey, I... the national team should just do it man like, yeah what, what... everything at pep and say hey just for one world cup come in do whatever win us it hey if he and wins I... If he wins tomorrow, he's gonna win. Have won everything at Man City. So like, what else is there to win there? Just come US. on over. Yeah. Come on over yeah. here. <laughs> That's come it. On over. You got it. No, you gotta get whoever pulled Messi in to pull him in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've been saying this for a while. Clinton was way, way just way too early for a sign with the U.S. national team. Um, 
But now we, we're hearing big names like Mourinho, Thierry Henry, um, other, 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 other coaches with high resumes. Um, what, what kind of coaches does this team need? Because I, I feel like our national team has outgrown our MLS coaches, if I'm saying that correctly. But um, what do you think? What type of coach do we need for this U.S.? Because everybody talks about, especially around L.A., everybody's about like 2026, we could make it to the finals. So what kind of coach do we need to bring these kids to that elite level? I mean, it's a hard, it's a, I, I don't know what style coach or a name that comes to mind, but somebody who's going to play fun, exciting football, but give them confidence, but make them fight to, for everything. Like you gotta, I mean, that's what us's backbone has always been. We, we fight for everything. We never give up and we always believe we can win any match. So anyone who's going to let them play the way they play, but give them that grit and that, that dirtiness to just fight for everything and and want to win that bad and you take one game at a time anything is possible yeah i think jeff sold me on on pep so pep i know you're a soccer psycho i know you're watching this so so you know just make make a couple calls like you us nothing to lose man yeah right exactly exactly um <laughs> listen guys i know i know y'all got uh, plenty of stuff going on it's, it's late over there on the east coast you, you put the kids to sleep so um i'm uh, I, won't, I won't we won't keep you any longer um uh, but but jeff cameron brekshay thank you guys so much for for uh joining the podcast um this this has been this has been a lot of fun um but but for for julio Matarosa, bridget flores i'm ramsey abushala uh brekshay jeff cameron thank you guys so much keep it tapped into the urban pitch podcast um uh, thanks for having then, us guys uh, yeah thank we'll, you so much for we'll joining we awesome. appreciate Enjoyed it. it thank yeah. you hopefully we can do a full one next time um Whenever you try to make it a little earlier for you guys. Whenever you drop your business, you're gonna you have to come and share yeah. just like the, the whole behind thing. the scenes we'll right have here. To be in person, you know. Every yeah. 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 Every time you're in LA, you're welcome. Yeah. You guys are living right. Yeah. This is this is, we we got a comfy studio. We're, we're Usually <laughs> they're not here. It's just me on this couch. But I got kids and a dog whining in my yeah. face. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This couch isn't big enough for her ego. So so this is this is uncomfortable. It's not I as comfortable as it looks. Another one. Yeah. That's <laughs> there you go. Whenever you guys are in LA, though, come back and we definitely will love yeah. to have you guys. Yeah, we uh, we would love to, to do that for sure, and you know, stay tuned in um, coming weeks, coming months. Uh, things are gonna happen, and we're we're just doing drip feeds here and there. So yeah. uh, just stay tuned uh, to both of us, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, for for us. It's gonna be a game changer. Man. Yeah, I'm excited to see what that is. You sold me just that that small snippet. I'm like, what is it? I need to know. Like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to steal your idea, but I can now because you didn't give me yeah. like, anything. <laughs> that's why. Hey, that's why you said NDA. So, so fax us the NDA, and then we'll and then we can get into we talk, we talk about it. But uh, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. you guys. Have, Have a good night. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.